This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call an 888 Money Pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Liquid Nails and Lumber Liquidators. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And what are you working on this fine spring? We'd love to help you get that project done. Call us right now at 888-MONEY-PIT because this is the first official weekend of spring. And that means it's time to get out the paintbrushes, get out the tools, and get to work. We'll take some of that burden from you. Just give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT. We'll help you figure out how to get that job done right the first time, quickly, safely, and to make sure you don't have to do it again anytime soon. 888-666-3974. Coming up on today's program, do you have a nice, long project-to-do list and you're not sure where to start? Well, why not consider this idea? Start with projects that pay off in the long run. We've got details on this year's cost versus value report, and you would be amazed at the return on investment certain projects give you when it comes time to sell your home. And also ahead this hour, a hot new trend in kitchen design is breaking all the rules. We're going to tell you why mixing metals on your kitchen finishes is the new way to go. Plus, it's time to take on some spring cleaning. We've got your list of overlooked areas room by room. And this hour, we're giving away a set of memory foam slippers by Therapeutic. It's a great way to keep your feet super cozy at home. Plus, they'll only remember your feet, so there's no sharing slippers. It's a prize worth 20 bucks. Give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Leslie, let's get to it. Who's first? Heading to Minnesota, where Beth is doing some work in the bathroom, and you want some toilet help. What's going on? The toilet kept running. The water kept running into it. So I decided to install a new field valve and clapper. And I measured everything, and I followed the instructions. And I did solve the original problem, but now I developed a new one. When it, when I flush it, the water goes into the bowl okay, except now anything in the bowl goes to the top of the bowl, almost to the rim. And then when the tank itself is filled, then the bowl goes down slowly and it flushes, but then it only leaves a little water in the bowl. So I called the manufacturer and um, talked to them. He said, well, try plunging it because it might be a clog. So I did that. I tried hot water and bleach to see if I could get that, if it is a clog. And nothing has worked. And I don't know what to do. I give up. I mean, that's what happens typically in a clog is it'll fill to the top and then the tank will fill and then it'll, you know, that suction force will just bring everything down. Yeah. And and the ones that are the trickiest to diagnose is when you have a partial clog where you have some water that's getting passed, but not a lot. So I wonder if something uh, is uh, is lodged in either the trap of the toilet or the line beyond that. 
And really the next step is to have a plumber come out and do a drain cleaning of that. I'll tell you a funny story about how this happened when uh, when my kids were younger. We had a, a toilet that was clogged in a downstairs bathroom. And I outside this bathroom, we had a willow tree. And I knew that the willow tree roots used to get into the plumbing line. So I immediately assumed that that was what it was. And I went outside and dug up my yard and found the pipe clean out, which was a couple of feet below the surface. And I snaked one way and snaked the other way. And I, I couldn't find any clog. So um, I thought, well, maybe it's between the pipe break uh, and the toilet. So I decided to pull the toilet off. And don't you know that when I did that, I turned it over and noticed something blue in the bottom of the toilet. And of course, you're not supposed to have anything blue in a ceramic toilet. It turned out to be a little toy telephone that one of my kids had dropped down there that was letting just enough water through um, to uh, to trick us. And so you never know what's going to be in there. And if you have a partial obstruction like that, that could explain for what's happening. Okay. Well, the only thing I can do then is to get a plumber. Yep. You don't want a carpenter, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Beth, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Now we're heading over to North Carolina where Chris has a question on flooring. What can we help you with today? I had a leaking toilet that rotted my wood subfloor. I ripped it all up and I put the new pieces of wood back down. But My cuts weren't exactly perfect and there's some spacing in between, like maybe like three sixteenths. Yeah, that's Um, pretty good. Okay. Uh, It's just in some sections. And uh, I'm going to put down the quarter inch cement board to put tile down here and okay. I just wanted to know what type of mortar do I use to put the cement board down onto this wood subfloor and then once the cement board is down and it's screwed in do I have to put some type of mesh tape to put the boards together and then mortar the tape? No, so first of all if you're going to put down Duroc which is sort of that cement board that you're describing it, generally that's screwed down so you would screw that down to the floor and then on top of that you would apply the adhesive for the tile and you would glue the tile right to the the board. Okay. Uh, you know, having having those gaps in the plywood repair is no big deal because that's all going to be covered over. Just make sure that when you put the cement board down that you don't align the seams of the board with any of the old seams of the plywood below it. Right. Everything should overlap. Do, do I still have to put the mesh tape, though, for the boards? I, the cement boards or no? Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. I think you can go right on top of that. As long as you have good adhesion of those boards down, they're secured well in place, they shouldn't move. Okay, great. Chris, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Give us a call. We are here for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We're always working. The wheels are always turning when it comes to home improvement and design and building and construction. Whatever it is that you need help with, we're going to know the answer. And if not, we're going to figure it out real fast and tell you. We're here to give you a hand. 888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, are you not sure where exactly to start on your spring cleaning list? Well, we've got room-by-room spring cleaning tips to make sure your home gets spick and span in no time after this. You live in a body pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. 
And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. We'd love to hear from you. Pick up the phone and give us a call at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. If you do, you'll get the answer to your home improvement project. Plus, this hour, we're giving away the Therapeutic Memory Foam Slippers. Uh, These are pretty cool because they have a pressure-relieving memory foam with comfort gear technology, which gives you maximum heel, arch, and toe bed support. Learn more at Therapeutic.com. They're worth 20 bucks. going out to one caller drawn at random, so make that you. The number again is one eight 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 Money Pit. Jerry in Massachusetts is on the line with a very mysterious noise. What is going on? Well, I don't know if it's the cold weather or what, but I get this loud, loud bang in my house. It's not a certain time of day. It's it can be at night. It could be in the morning, and it's I would say it's like a corner of my house and. I can't figure it out. Does it happen uh, when your heating system kicks on? No, it's just random. It could happen at any time of day, and I can't figure it out. Do you have duct a duct system, or do you have radiators that give you heat? Baseboards. Baseboard radiators. Okay. Do you have central air conditioning? I do. And does it happen uh, in the summer as well as the uh, the off-season? No. I only uh, detect it in the winter. Okay. Well, a, cu- a couple of things here. First of all, if your boiler's not uh, tuned up properly, you can get a condition called explosive ignition. Like if too much gas comes out and then the boiler ignites, it can do so with a bang. And that's generally disturbing and, and very unsafe. So I would make sure that the heating system was serviced. And the second thing that often causes noise that far exceeds uh, its damage is something called a water hammer. And this can happen when water is running through the pipes of the house and stops suddenly. The centrifugal force of that water continuing down the pipe will cause it to move or shake. And that can result in a bang that goes almost end to end uh, on the house. And the solution is both to secure loose plumbing pipes and install something that's kind of like a shock absorber for your plumbing system. It's called a water hammer arrester. So those are the two most common in your types of uh, in your type of heating system and plumbing system uh, areas where I think uh, sound can originate. All right, Jerry, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. William in Illinois is on the line with a heating question. How can we help you with your project? I live in the Midwest here in Illinois. I've got a smaller house, about eleven hundred square foot. It's got a addition on the front of the house that is about twelve foot by 10 foot, something like that, relatively small room. It's got a pretty good-sized window facing the road. It's on a foundation, but it's not attached to the garage, and it's not heated. I don't have a heating duct running out there. It's attached to the attic space, which is insulated. That room gets, it gets cold in the winter and hot in the summer, and I wondered if I just ran a heating duct out there, 
if that would be enough, or should I put a vapor barrier down, or should I knock a hole in it to attach it to the basement, or, you know, get up under there and insulate and then run a heating duct, or what? First of all, whenever you have a standalone space like that that's that's pushed off the rest of the house, you have more exterior surfaces, so you have more ways for the basically that building to chill. Adding insulation is always is always a no-brainer. Adding insulation to the floor, adding the insulation to the attic, making it as insulated as possible is good. Now, you ask, can I add a heating duct to that? Maybe. Depends on a lot of things. Depends on the existing layout of your of your HVAC system and whether or not you can get a properly sized supply and return duct to that space. Uh, does this room get heat from the rest of the house, but just not enough heat? It, it doesn't get anything right now. It, it has just a door. It was doesn't get it anything. Okay. The bedroom at, at, in the summers, I guess. So what I would do is I would consult with your HVAC contractor to see how difficult it would be, to, and whether or not uh, the pro thought you could get enough BTUs into that room to provide enough uh, heat. And I don't know if it includes air conditioning or not. If if not, the other thing to look at is what's called split ductless. Basically, you would install uh, what is essentially sort of a miniature heat pump uh, right outside the, the wall of that house, and you would hang on the wall um, a register that has the fan built into it, sort of a blower unit, and that can supply cold air in the summer, and that can supply warm heated air uh, in the winter, and that would basically be a separate heating system for that room, a separate HVAC system for that room, uh, but uh, it's it's easier than trying to sort of extend sometimes the core system of the house. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. Yeah, it sure does. All righty. Well, I will look into both of those options. Great, William. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, have you been feeling the itch to give your house that really good once-over cleaning that comes with spring? Well, it is time, and we've got some do's and don'ts to make that go very smoothly. All right. First, I'm talking about that often overlooked upholstery. Now, you can rent an upholstery cleaning machine, but don't do anything without testing a small patch first, because believe me, things can react weirdly, and it might not even look weird in the cleaning process, but it might dry weird. So you have to test a spot that nobody's going to see. This way, you're not surprised. Now, for the pillows, most of those can be removed from the slipcovers and machine washed or dry cleaned, whatever it is for your fabric. So take care. Make sure you look at what that fabric is. Now, here's a tip for cleaning windows. You don't want to clean them when the sun is shining through because the sun will cause the cleaner to evaporate and that leaves streaks and also kind of a really dull, nasty looking residue. Now, if we're talking about ceiling fans, you want to make the cleaning easier by dusting the blades once a season with a U-shaped brush. Now, after you wash the blades, don't forget to dry them because a wet blade is just going to attract dust all over again. If you like more quick spring cleaning tips, check us out at moneypit.com. Carolyn, Mississippi, you've got the money pit. What can we do for you today? I have a floor that's sinking in, a hallway in a kitchen, and I was just trying to find out what is the best way to repair that, and what type of wood should it be repaired with. So do you have any idea, Carol, as to what's causing the floor to sink? Uh, I don't know if it's the foundation. I don't know if it's the, it's the foundation, because it's in Mississippi, and there's a lot of moisture there. And for some reason, the homes there really look, you know, look run down and stuff. And, and I always, and I did research, and it's because it's so moist there. But uh, the house is really, really old, so I have no idea what's causing it. Is the floor a wood floor? Yes, it is. And is it over a crawl space? Uh, no, it's not over a crawl space. Is it over a basement? No, it's not over a basement. It's like on the uh, foundation, the part of it. Yeah. Okay. Look. There's only 
really three types of, uh, of, of floor structures. You're either going to have, your house is going to be built on a slab, which means it's on concrete, or it's going to be on a wood framed floor, which is either going to be over a crawl space or over a basement. I'm trying to figure out what kind of floor structure you have. Okay, it's up off the ground a little bit. That's a crawl space. So what, what has to happen, Carol, is somebody has to go into the crawl and get under that area and look up and see what's going on. If you have a lot of moisture, you could have some rotted beams there. And if that's the case, they have to be repaired. That can't, well, it's very difficult to do that from the top side. You would do that from the bottom side. Uh, and then once you know what the cause of the sagging is, then you'll know how to approach it. But let's say that you found that there was a beam that was decayed. Well, what would happen in that case is you would put a new beam next to it. So if you had one bad floor joist, you'd put another one next to it. Um, maybe even one next to that. So you kind of sandwich the bad beam in between the two good beams, and that would straighten that out. Once the structure is repaired, then you can go in from the top side and repair any remaining decay, like if it was the wood, uh, plywood subfloor or something of that nature. But you've got to start with the structure, which is what's underneath there, to figure out why the sag has occurred, why this area is sunken in. And once that's uh, resupported, uh, then you can move to the top side. Does that make sense? Make a lot of sense. Thank you. All right, Kara. Good luck with that project, and thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Jacob in Kentucky's on the line with a water heating question. What can we do for you? Hi. Um, yeah, basically, the problem that I'm having is um, when I'm taking a shower, and it kind of in the sink as well in the kitchen, um, when I turn on the hot water, you could, I mean, you can cook macaroni in the hot water. Um, you got to kind of fidget with it if you wash your hands too long or something. Uh, and in the shower, kind of the same thing. Um, you know, I won't turn it on full blast on hot, but, you know, just about um, normal. And it'll cool off after just a couple of minutes. It'll just almost go cold. And then, you know, just as you're taking a shower, uh, I mean, in the duration of five or ten minutes, I mean, I end up going all the way over with the, with the hot water, just, you know, the one knob, and end up turning it on, I guess, you know, like full blast hot. So let's see what's going on here. Um, how old is your water heater? It's fairly new. I think it's uh, just a few years old, maybe three years old. Is it electric or gas? It's gas. So first of all, let's check the temperature of the water heater. It needs to be at about 110 degrees. And see if there there may be a temperature indicator on the valve that you can line up, or you could simply measure it with a thermometer. Secondly, in terms of the shower, what I would recommend is that you install what's called a pressure-balanced valve. So what a pressure-balanced valve does is that once you set the temperature, it maintains the mix between hot and cold so that you deliver that same temperature regardless of what happens to the pressure on one side or the other. So if somebody flushes the toilet or you know runs the dishwasher and all of a sudden you've got less cold water or less hot water, it's going to adjust. So the flow may be greater or less, but the temperature will never change, and that makes the, the shower situation pretty much go away. Okay, awesome. Uh, what, what was it called again, the valve? A pressure-balanced valve. It's a type of shower valve. Oh, okay. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. Ask your plumber for it. They'll know exactly what you're talking about. All right. Well, I definitely appreciate your call. You're welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Rob from Utah is on the line who's looking to save some green by going green and needs some help with an energy audit. How are you doing today, Rob? Uh, we are interested in getting a home energy audit and mostly trying to figure out what to expect. Like, 
How much should it cost? Well, that's a great question. Now, have you looked around for uh, audit providers? I uh, haven't really reached out to people yet but tried to get in a little bit, but no, not really. Okay, so I would start with your local utility company because sometimes they provide uh, home energy audits themselves or uh, will provide those at a discount. What I would like to see you find is someone that's not tied in with a repair operation. So you get somebody that's truly independent. There are some energy auditors that work for the same companies that that offer insulation services and weather stripping and that sort of thing. And what you really want to do is find someone who's completely independent. The scale of the energy audit uh, can vary dramatically. A couple of things that I would look for. One thing that is really good to get is what's called a blower door test. And this is where they take a device and pressurize your house with air or depressurize it and can measure the amount of leakage your house has. And that can help you pinpoint the worst offenders uh, and teach you how to get those sealed up. Other parts of an energy audit would determine how energy efficient your windows are, how much insulation you have uh, in your attic space. Is it matched with the right kind of ventilation? How efficient are your appliances? You know, it really looks at all of those areas. And then it should boil down to a specific list of recommendations that are prioritized. Because I think a lot of times when we try to make our homes more efficient, we guess. You know, we guess at where we're suffering the most, whether it's new windows or insulation or whatever, you know, we think we need or a salesperson tries to sell you, it ends up being a guess. But energy audit really can nail that down with some cold, hard facts uh, and help you prioritize where to put the money. Okay, great. Thank you very much. Still to come, do you have a list of projects and you're really not sure where you should be starting? Well, choosing what home improvements will pay off is a great place to start. We're going to share details on what exactly those home improvements are after this. 888 Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. MONEYPIT. 
the money that is brought to you by Lutron's new Maestro Occupancy Sensing Switch. Never ask, who left the lights on again? Starting at around $20, this motion-sensing light switch turns the lights on automatically when you walk into a room and off when you leave and works with all types of light bulbs. Learn more at LutronSensors.com. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, if you do them right, there are many home improvements that can certainly add value to your home. The question is, how much value can you expect to recoup when you do sell your home? Well, you can find out exactly how much in the annual cost versus value report, which comes out each year from the editors at Remodeling Magazine. Joining us now is Craig Webb, the Editor-in-Chief. Welcome, Craig. Thank you. So for those that are not familiar with cost versus value, kind of give us the background on this. Well, we've been doing cost versus value since 1987, and it's, it's a fairly simple process. We have experts around the country figure out how much it costs to have a professional remodeler do any of 30 different projects around the house, and then we figure out the prices for doing that project by a professional remodeler in 100 different markets in the United States. Once we're done with that, we then survey real estate professionals around the country in those markets and say, if someone were to do that project in your market and you sell the house within a year, what do you think the added value on the sale of the house would be? That gives us the value. We then divide one into the other, and we get the cost-value ratio, or the the bang-for-the-buck number. Now, everybody wants to think that when they make any improvement uh, to their home, uh, they get 100% return on investment, right? That that entire (laughs) amount gets slapped right onto the value, and you're good to go. Um, That's actually true in some cases, but, but it's certainly not the average. What was the average return on investment for a home improvement project? Well, this year, the average return for having a professional do the project was uh, 64.2%, or for every dollar you spend, you get added value of 64 cents on the dollar. But it really varies dramatically. The best payoff was for uh, putting fiberglass insulation into your attic. You could get a dollar seventeen back for every dollar you put in. So better than 100% on that. Absolutely. And in something like... Um, Oh, about 30% of all the projects in all the United States, you could get over 100% back. However, in other projects, you only get 50 or 60% back when you have a professional do, do the job. Now, what do you think? There obviously has to be projects that you can focus on that are going to give you the best return on investment outside of insulation. So where would you start if you're really trying to tackle a project where you're looking for the best ROI? The best ROI right now involves projects on the exterior of the house because curb appeal is very, very popular. For example, the second most popular uh, cost versus value return was for putting stone veneer on the outside of your house. That gets you about a 93% return. Uh, Others involve replacing garage doors, uh, replacing entry doors. Uh, One of the things we did notice this year is that bigger projects tended to have a higher increase in their cost value return than in past years. And we think that's just representative of the fact that uh, housing prices in general are going up 
so you can you can do a better job. Yeah, confidence seems to be higher, so folks are more willing now to invest in those bigger projects, and as a result, they're getting a better return on them. For many years, uh, you know, people were sort of uh, picking very carefully the projects uh, that they tackled. They weren't willing to put too much money into it in the event that the economy still wasn't settled. That's true, and this is an indication to us that things are a little better. The fact that the attic insulation number was so high, and this was the first time we've ever done an energy project, suggests to us, too, that there is uh, value in the perceived by the general public in doing things that can save you energy costs over the long run. So that's, a, that's another good sign for homes. And you know what's interesting about that project, Craig, is that's one that totally is within the realm of the do-it-yourselfer. So assuming that your uh, estimations were made uh, with the cost of a professional doing that job, if you did it yourself, boy, it's got to be completely off the charts. I would say so. Uh, blown-in insulation, uh, well, the people who install blown-in insulation probably would disagree, but uh, it, it is possible if it's a relatively simple job uh, for you to be able to do that yourself. Keep, you are bringing up a good point, though, is that all the projects that we list are projects in which the cost includes the price of hiring a professional remodeler to do the job. Uh, for certain jobs, you may want to try them yourself, attic insulation or, or maybe replacing uh, a, a steel door. Uh, other projects here, like doing a two-story addition or building a deck where you want it to be safe, or adding a family room. Well, those are the kinds of things that you'd probably want a pro to do for you anyway. Craig Webb is the editor-in-chief for Remodeling Magazine. They are the authors of the annual Cost versus Value Report, an integral tool for determining which home improvement projects deliver the best return on investment. Craig, it's an incredible service that you do the entire industry, putting this report out every single year. If you'd like to learn more, you can go to costversusvalue.com. That's cost vsvalue.com. Craig Webb, thank you so much for being a part of the Money Pit. I appreciate it. Thank you much. All right, still ahead, we've got some inside info on the latest kitchen trend, mixed metals. We're going to tell you why matchy-matchy finishes are on the way out after this. You live in a Money Pit. This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Introducing Liquid Nails Fuse It All Surface Construction Adhesive. Glass, metal, wood, whatever your job. Liquid Nails Fuse It bonds almost everything. Liquid Nails Fuse It All Surface Construction Adhesive. Don't just glue it, fuse it. Available exclusively at the Home Depot. 
Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call, 888-MONEY-PIT. You are going to get help with your home improvement questions and projects. And this hour, we're giving away the perfect prize for when you are done with your home improvement projects and you want to relax. We've got up for grabs a pair of Therapeutic Memory Foam Slippers. And they've got this pressure-relieving memory foam in them with Comfort Gear technology. So you're going to get the most heel and arch and toe support. So your feet are going to be all cozied up and feeling so good after being on your feet working hard all day. If you want to check them out, head to www.therapeutic.com. The pair of slippers is worth 20 bucks, but one lucky caller whose name is drawn out of the Money Pit hard hat at random is going to win them for free. 888-666-3974. Make that you. Give us a call right now with your home improvement project. All right, now we've got Rosemary on the line who's got some sort of mystery smell going on at her money pit. What's going on? Well, about a little over a year now, we've been noticing a, a smell that just wafts in through nowhere. I don't know. might come up in the basement. We don't know. It's out in our family room and kind of stays that way, which is attached. I mean, it's directly over the, next to the kitchen, et cetera. Um, it smells a little bit like burning rubber. But it's a very short-lived scent. I mean, it comes and it goes quite rapidly. And uh, we can just all of a sudden, whoop, there it is. What kind of a heating system do you have, Rosemary? We have natural gas, forced air. How old is the furnace? Oh, boy. I'd say 12 to 15 years. 12 to 15, that's ter- not terribly old. And you have a natural gas dryer as well? No, I have an electric dryer. Electric dryer, okay. Is the dryer anywhere near where the smell is originating? No. Uh-oh. When we added on the family room, we added on the laundry room, which is on the other side from when we're, where we're smelling it. So when you say sort of a burnt rubber smell, I think of what appliances in the house might cause that, one of which is the dryer because, or the washer, frankly, because those are somewhat belt-driven, and if the bearings go bad, the belts can disintegrate and it can cause that smell to waft through the house. Also, the blower unit on the heating system, if that's potentially going bad, um, that could cause a burnt rubber smell, which would be circulated through the house via the the heating and air conditioning uh, duct systems. So those would be the first two things that I might think about. The washer and dryer are only two years old, and they're in in the others. Yeah, I I had a washer I had a washer bearing go on a drum where it was about four and a half years old, and I was not happy about it. But, you know, unfortunately, it it is possible, and it's not obvious until it completely fails. You know, by the time I took that washer apart when it completely failed, it was obvious it was going on for a long time. There's all sorts of shredded pieces of of rubber belts, uh, not only not only uh, in the cabinet itself, but it had, had the smoke had sort of come out of the cabinet and stained the wall. Oh my! So uh, th- so that possibly can happen. I'm not saying that's what's going on here, but I would take a look at that plus your blower for your furnace. Have you had the system service yet for the summer for the air conditioning? Uh, no, we haven't. Next time you have a serviceman come in the house, have him check the blower unit very carefully to see if it's possible that any of this odor is coming from there. Okay. Okay. He can manually operate it and, and check the bearings to see if they're in good condition or not. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, if you're thinking about an updated look for your kitchen, mixed metals is a trend you might want to consider. It's a really modern look that uh, is much different than that sort of matchy-matchy style of the past. It really steps it up 
and is a very, very attractive way to go. Yeah, you know, maybe you've heard the design rule that finishes of your appliances should match the finishes of your plumbing fixtures, your hardware, and your lighting, but not anymore. Yeah, the mixed metal trend really adds a layer of interest and dimension to a room. So we're talking about combining like silver and gold or chrome and brass or adding oil rub bronze to existing fixtures. And these are going to really make your kitchen look livelier. I mean, seriously, I mix and match finishes as far as jewelry goes when I'm wearing it. I have silver and gold bracelets all mixed up together. So there's really no reason why this trend doesn't apply to your kitchen and other parts of your house. You can do this anywhere with any sort of design finishes from lamps and side pieces, you know, mirror frames, all of that can mix and match. So if you're wondering if this is going to work for your home, the good news is this look can be a universal trend and it works with so many color palettes and all different styles and types of homes. So you don't have to worry if you've got a transitional, rustic, even contemporary All of those home styles can benefit from this mixed metal finish trend. If you want, check out my latest blog and you'll learn more there. It's on the homepage at moneypit.com. Don in Illinois is on the line with a foundation question. What's going on at your Money Pit? Yes, uh, I've got an old farmhouse. We started building them back in the 1800s. And the foundation is red brick on a crawl space. And it's sinking in one area real bad. And I had a guy tell me that I because I can't dig a footings here because there's an old cistern back here also. He said that I could build pour a large pad go underneath the house and come out and make it like a sidewalk along the edge of the house and then pour actually pour the wall up as high as I could and then possibly either put as a last row a block in. Is that possible to do something like that? Maybe. Maybe not. You know, you're talking about a major structural piece of work here, Don. And the problem with this is I'm going to presume you're not a licensed structural engineer. If you start doing this kind of work on your own and then, you know, sometime in the future you want to sell this house and you've not had the right kind of professionals involved in this kind of a major repair, that's going to be a huge red flag. That could make it very difficult for you to sell the house. I spent 20 years as a professional home inspector, Don, and when I saw houses like this that had these kinds of issues, I always recommended that the homeowner spend a little bit of money to have an engineer look at it and design a specific repair for that situation. Because this way, when you go to sell the house and if it becomes an issue, you can show that you had a professional review it and tell you exactly what to do. Uh, and then you took action on that, and you can even have them come back and sort of certify that it was done right, then you end up having sort of a pedigree on the quality of that repair because this is not something to do yourself and get wrong. You could make it worse, and you can devalue your house in a very major way. Uh, that's why I was kind of wondering. It sounded kind of far-fetched to me in a way, and I was just like, well, I've been listening to you guys like I'm going to give it a shot, give you a call, see what you guys got to say. Yeah, we're glad you did, and, and, and that will get you on the road to recovery, okay? Okay. I know a couple engineers. I'll see if I can get one out here. I appreciate the information. You're welcome, Don. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Hey, one spring cleaning tool that you want to add to your arsenal is a great vacuum cleaner. If you're not sure what you should be looking for, we're going to give you some advice on picking the right vacuum after this. Live in a Money Pit. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Let's jump into the email bag. We've got a question here from Tyler who says, is there a do-it-yourself solution for getting rid of ants or do I need an exterminator? 
Well, Tyler, that's a question I got from my son this week, who is enjoying a new apartment in uh, in the Midwest. He had an ant problem, so I'll tell you uh, what I told him, and that is that there are some things that you can try yourself, like borax. It's a good insecticide for ants. You can leave borax around where they seem to be coming through and see if it has an effect. If you're looking for perhaps a commercial but slightly less toxic solution, uh, Taro makes some good over-the-counter ant uh, bait products. And um, if that doesn't work and you need to turn to a pro, I wouldn't be too concerned about that in terms of toxicity because today the insecticides are very, very specific. They're aimed at just the insect that they're designed to control. And if you have a pro apply it, uh, it could be done properly uh, and uh, with good practice. So there will be uh, no spillage, no contamination outside of that. Now, um, in his case, he actually lives in an apartment complex. So I'm sure they have a a contract with a pest management professional that can handle that. In your case, um, I would certainly try the DIY options first, uh, but if they still persist, then it would be time to pick up the phone and uh, call a pro. All right. Now I've got a post here from Janice who writes, I'm interested in getting a whole house surge protector that can help me avoid blackouts. What do I need to know beforehand? Well, you know, it's not a project that you can do yourself because surge protectors for whole house systems have to be installed typically inside the main electrical panel. So what you need to know is to call a reliable electrician and have them do it for you. It's not a bad idea because it's going to protect you against a power equipment failure outside like a bad transformer or other event that could cause uh, a surge of electricity through the system, which could certainly damage some of your finer electronics. So not DIY, get a pro and get it done right. And you know what? Consider a standby generator if you really want to avoid blackouts. Well, if your house like mine has been closed up and gathering dust all winter, it is high time for spring cleaning. Leslie's got some ideas on how to pick the right vacuum cleaner to help get that project done in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Yeah, you know, guys, a vacuum, it's not going to be the most glamorous thing that you buy, but the right vacuum cleaner is sure going to make your life a lot easier. And then, you know, your home will be more glamorous. So let's look at it that way. Now, first, you've got to consider the type of vacuum. If you have wall-to-wall carpets, and I know a lot of people do because I'm always looking online at houses for sale and surprised at how many people still have wall-to-wall carpet. So if you've got that, an upright is going to do the trick best for you. Now, a canister vacuum is better for a variety of types of flooring in your house, but they can be tougher to lug around, and some of them are actually quite heavy. You also want to consider saying no to some of the attachment options because they're going to run up the price and, quite frankly, you're not going to use them. Example, don't pay for a drapery attachment if you only have blinds. Also learn about filtration systems on a vacuum. Now, the level of filtration varies from zero, which you would use a bag to collect your dirt, to very sophisticated systems that will filter out things like pollen and tiny particles. A bag might be all you need at your house. Now, units with filtration systems tend to cost more, but they are great at reducing allergens inside your home. So like anything else, do your homework first, Maybe buy them from a retailer where if you don't like it, you can return it after because truly a vacuum is like a love-hate thing. You're either going to love your vacuum or you're going to think it's the worst thing ever. So vacuuming's already a chore. Why not make it one that you're going to enjoy and be really happy with the results? Great advice. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for spending this spring weekend with us. Yes, it's time to get to work. So we'll let you get to it. But remember, if you've got questions, you can reach us 24-7 at 1-888-MONEYPIT. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Lessa Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone.
Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.